Feedback, a.k.a. Aaron Riley, former supervillain and social media celebrity, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where he's trying to step out from under his own shadow and forge a new future. Phantom, formerly Noah Wilson, the ghost-like dimensional traveler, drifts in from Dimension 16209, a beautiful nature's paradise that evolved from a terrible world disaster. Rainy Woodrose Sunrise, a corporate-created hero, drifts in from World 60910, where superheroics are televised, sponsored, and largely risk-free. Casey Belmont Ra, aka Stopgap, a former child genius on the run from her past, drifts in from Dimension 54389, where all the advanced tech hasn't made life any easier. The muted band of the multiverse has begun to come alive. It happens gradually, pinpricks appearing slowly, then faster and faster until the ribbon glitters like thousands of stars. Still, pinpricks and stars do little to drive back the blackness of infinity. Come closer. The sky here is clean. Clean without the blurring smog that blunts the view in so many dimensions. But somehow this absence seems unwelcoming. The clarity of the sky is simply serving to make the ruin underneath stand out in sharper contrast. Closer. One building blazes with light, but that too is unwelcoming. All sharp edges, the harsh illumination seeming to be a warning to stay away, not an invitation to approach. People in dark clothes patrol, guns in their hands. Doors are reinforced metal, protected with digital locks. The darkness here is the place of comfort, the shadows where one can remain safe. But that which is done in the darkness will eventually come into the light. The scene opens in a long hallway, sort of white paneled walls that look shiny and highly reflective, very fluorescent, ugly lights. Really, it's reminiscent of the time you guys broke into Aegis in the fascist dimension. It looks a lot like that. And the team are all sort of clustered there. You've, you've made it through the first door and have gotten into the super systems facility. How have you guys dressed yourself for this situation, for this uh, in theft, I guess? Very easy. Phantom is invisible. So Stopgap would be wearing a lot of like loose fitting clothes, maybe like a loose jacket and uh, uh, loose pants. And, and I think the most important thing is they are all pulled up over her uh, elbows and knees so that you can see for the first time, maybe clearly that like she has mechanical prosthetic arms, forearms and legs below her knees. And so they are like they are clean, like they're they're um, they're not hindered by clothing or nothing's going to get caught on them and stuff. All of the LEDs are off. But it's the same uniform because he has an aesthetic. So, and he's not about to leave his uniform in another dimension. So we have uh, Rain needed to get outfitted. I'm assuming Stopgap would be willing to outfit him, maybe? Yeah. What did he end up with? Oh, what do people dress in this universe? Good question. I hadn't thought about that. That's up to you, I guess. 
Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like a real weird mix of formal wear, like formal business attire and like things that have a ton of pockets. Like it's really common for everyone to wear like a belt that has pouches and stuff, because if we don't have like, like basic level, like kind of tech stuff, you've got to carry like single purpose use things for different kinds of stuff. So everyone's like, always wearing a belt with a bunch of pouches over their business. Suit. So you've got me dressed like a Liefeld character. Yeah. <laughs> but in a business suit. You no, know, now I'm picturing like a, a pinstripe suit jacket that has like pockets of pinstripe other clients. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so this facility, it's, it's been relatively simple to break in. What was the big barrier that you had to get past to get into this facility through the, the first door? Stop, stop gap. What did you have to do to get into this building? There was a, so there's like a, um, there's a physical space between the rest of the buildings and, uh, and the super systems building. There's like a physical space and there are a series of cameras and sensors and stuff. And like the, the cameras weren't a problem because phantom can kind of cloak us over one at a time, mm. but there were like heat sensors as well. And so I had to, mm. um, arrange for some like there are some like local kids I know who stock up on uh fireworks nice. for special events and so I had to like kind of bribe them with some with some stuff that they've been looking for some probably some gear that they've been saving up for mm. uh to make their fireworks really big and I got them to set it off to like throw off the uh the thermal cameras and beyond that it was actually surprisingly easy to get in i mean the, the door was locked but it was a standard electrical combination lock that you could plug your little gear into. And it was much easier than you had expected to get into this building. Of course, now that you're in this first hallway, you can hear that there are people moving through the facility and all around. And if you're paying attention and any of you are, it's pretty obvious that there are from the corridor up ahead, there are the sound of probably five or six people coming toward the corner where you guys are going to, are going to be seen if they turn around it. Just to give a little bit more of the setup, it's one of those long corridors that doesn't have, that has doors off the sides, but as far as you can tell, all of them are locked. At the end, there's a T, but just before that, there's another hallway going off to the right. The people are already coming out of that T junction. Surely of all of the possible eventualities that would have happened, this is something that we would have had a plan for. <laughs> that does seem likely. So you, you, you have done some planning. You have been just confronted by the first big obstacle, which is a squad of guys coming through. So what are your plans? Had you, what did it look like when you were planning this? What did you decide you would do if a group of people came at you? I feel like we would maybe plan, like have something that can knock out a bunch of people and maybe have Phantom like fly over and drop it onto them. Nice. That worked so well in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> So flashback to the whole team in the shipping crate. Uh, let's say that this is a this is a device that Stopgap would definitely have, but we did see how well it worked last time. So what did you talk about to base to sort of sell them on it's not gonna do that this time? Or maybe it will. Well look, like I was it was it was trying to just knock out their their tech in their sensors and and uh, and stuff in their heads, but like it knocked them out, which is what we want to do this time. And so now it's not a tool that broke. It's a tool that's doing the thing we want it to do. <laughs> exactly. I can just tweak it a little bit and make sure it does it this time instead of doing it by accident. 
Well, let's find out if it did. A little scene of of messing with Bing, handing it to Phantom, and then back in the present, Phantom cloaks. You get that little sort of shimmery effect that shows the viewer that the, the, the character is moving. You know what? Okay, Phantom, if you're willing to trade blows here, if this doesn't work, you can go ahead and roll it as a directly engage if you want. Can I use the little space bandit? Oh, hell yeah. They don't even know you're there. They're very underestimating you. Underestimating your existence. Yeah, that's an eight. I guess the best thing to do is create an opportunity for your allies so we can move further into. Okay. So this grenade goes off and it has some sort of electrical shimmery effect um, because electricity, like little shots of it, sparks are cool. And as these people, it, it goes off just as this group of people turns the corner. And what you all see is one person leading a squad of four others, sort of all clumped together. The person leading them is wearing that sort of business suit, except he has the sleeves of the suit chopped off right below his elbows. And his hands are giant paw hands with wolf claws. The rest of him looks completely normal. Oh no, he's a furry. But the the, the guy uh, just sort of fuck and is able to look right at you and reaches out almost by at random and swipes his hand in the air and whacks you, Phantom, out of the way, which ah. temporarily dis- disengages your cloak. So you're going to show up to everybody here. So you're currently facing down a gentleman with wolf paws and four knocked out nudes. Nice paws. Looks at you. Thanks. I can explain why I'm here. I'm going to try and knock him out. I'm going to engage him again. Okay. Kicking him in the head. You've established that works well for a phantom. Yes. All right. Let's see. Now, this time it's a nine. Related to the opportunity, though, he's just plain startled and now confused. So the rest of you could definitely get a jump on him if you act while phantom is distracting him with the kicking. Aaron's just going to use a quick sound blast to launch himself forward and knee him in the jaw. All right, so go ahead and uh, phantom roll first and then feedback. That's a stunning explanation. Yes, I got a nine. That's an eight. So one kick in the head, one punch on the other side. I can see this, like... There's the guy standing there. You get a kick from one side, knocking him one way, and then, a, uh, and then a punch from the other side, knocking him the other way. So he's kind of very unsteady on his feet at this point and is just sort of looking around like, the fuck is good? What did I walk into? And flailing at random, he does this time again manage to catch feedback across the face. He's not hitting hard enough to really hurt you, but it is going to stun you and make you a little slower to react here. Um, didn't I get to pick an option for rolling a seven or nine? Yeah, though? just warning you. Okay, I'm going to do resist or avoid their blows then. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> then um, he's not actually hurt enough to hurt anybody, but he does miss you with his with his swing there. If I take something from someone, can I take uh-huh. his consciousness? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But he gets to do something. So I'm going to reverse this just because of the way you guys did things. So feedback's punch hits first and knocks him one way. And as he's spinning, he actually whacks Phantom in the foot, knocking the foot further into his face and knocking him out. <laughs> but also, uh, you know, I think I'm actually having a real powerful blow for this one. Uh, great. With my three conditions, this should go fine. 
he's not aiming him for anything. It's it's a very lucky hit. So let's see how lucky this hit is. Oh no. <laughs> I got a 12. Ooh. Okay, well. Why? You get that amazing list of things to choose from. All right, let's look at this list again. I can't believe this happened. Right. We're off to a great start. Well, I don't want to just immediately flee or pass out. And I don't want to lose control of myself this early. So I'm going to pick two from the seven to nine list. Okay. Uh, I've got, I'm going to mark two conditions. So now I'm at four because this is going, no, maybe I'm at five because I have three. I'm, I have all my conditions marked now. I'm going to inflict a condition. I'm going to last out inflict a condition onto uh, feedback because I do have influence over you. Got it. So I'm going to shout, what the hell, Aaron? Why did you punch him into me? Watch what you're doing. Yeah, that's not exactly what happened. And now is not the time. So uh, how about you unknot whatever is knotted in your pants and we keep moving. Uh, um, the, the, the wolf hand guy has been standing there stunned and looking at you. And as that, that dialogue happens over his head, his eyes roll up and he falls over backwards really hard onto his, his group of people, which leaves the hot corridors clear as far as you can tell. Stopgap would, would kind of like kneel down next to the guy and go through the uh, business suit or whatever uh, mm-hmm. and see if they have any, any gear or um, I don't know, access cards, that sort of stuff. His pockets are annoyingly empty. It looks like they've just come back from something or so he's, he's cleared out his inventory, but he does have his uh, little identification badge that has his picture, which the photo is his face, but he has his hands held up so you can see his wolf hands and his name on it is Direwolf. Oh. And then it is, it's a, it'll get you into at least some of these, these rooms. He doesn't look like he has particularly high clearance, but he does have some clearance. Good. Cool, cool, cool. I have a little like uh, a card reader and so I just kind of like swipe the access card to take the like the magnet strip or whatever. Uh, nice. but I'm, so I can so I can leave the card, but I'll be able to like duplicate it later if I need to. Awesome. Yeah. Stick it back in his pocket. And you have a little scan of it. Uh, did you guys make a, a map of this? You know which way you're supposed to be going here. I think that's probably actually what Aaron would have called Isaac about. Got it. So that phone call is not actually going to connect in the flashback. There's the number is going to go through uh, when it rings, but it gets to a voicemail. And the voice that answers isn't the one that you really expect, but it's very similar. It is definitely a female voice, but there's some of that cadence that still feels like Isaac. Uh, but it's just one of those leave a message and I'll get back to you. It doesn't even have any uh, like what his or what her business is or what this is. Just a you've reached this number, leave a message and I'll call you back. Hey, Emerald, it's, uh, it's feedback and I need a favor. If you could, uh, you know, just text me some blueprints. Uh, we're, I'm doing a heist and I probably shouldn't give you details over the phone, but, uh, I just, if you could send me that. I would definitely owe you one that I feedback will definitely pay you back on. (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, just get back to me when you can. Thank you. Bye. Click. So assuming you guys know where you're going. The first turn, what you've been led to expect is a lot of locked and closed doors um, that will have to be individually cracked and opened. 
Uh, but the first door that you actually come to that's on your path is actually unlocked completely. It's closed, but unlocked. I, w- I want to have a quick conversation while we're maybe while we're walking up to that door. I think just like as we're moving forward and like recovering from the, the fight, Stopgap is going to kind of just like sidle up alongside Phantom and just be like, I don't know how much combat you've done. I know that my my like ghost in our world is a pretty extreme fighter, but just because you're invisible, like you can still get hit. And and so you just got to be careful about that because uh, just be aware of where you are. I don't know if you can see yourself when you're invisible, but just watch out. Other than that, I think that, that all went really well. Uh, I just would hate for you to be like knocked out of the fight this early. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Comfort and supporting. So. I am comforting and supporting. Um, and and when I comfort and support someone by rationally pointing out all of their mistakes, uh, I get to use superior instead of mundane. I love that move. That's one of my favorite. Phantom actually is not used to combat because they didn't really fight people. <sighs> this is going to go bad. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I rolled a three. So, so Phantom, you just had all your flaws pointed out to you right there. Thanks for the uh, input, Stopcap. I'll do my best not to get knocked out of this fight. I know you all will need me. I just, I don't really fight that often, and I really never had a reason to up till now. So when this this facility has uh, those whooshy open doors, because it has to, so with the doors open, and the room that's on the other side uh, seems to be like a product, like, um, where you would have people come if you wanted to do product demos for them. So a lot like uh, Dr. Isabel's place where it's got the really nice carpeting and everything. This one has a bunch of chairs and little focus group nook and a screen and there's nobody currently in it and a couple doors going in various directions. Y'all going to just stride on in or be careful or... Absolutely careful. Yes, (laughs) careful. I think Stopgap strides right in. So nothing happens as the first of you go into the room. When all of you get in and the door closes behind you, there's no scary door lock. However, lights come up, like colored LED sparkly things come up around the screen projector and a uncanny valley human animated figure appears on the screen and sort of waves at you. Welcome to the Super Systems product test room. How can I help you? We're looking for uh, a specific test project to you, uh, product to you test. Uh, of course. Which product? Could I have the product code, please? Or description, if codes are not something you are familiar with. Uh, I was sent to test the, uh, the 7A grenade. The figure smiles at you. Wonderful. We have been waiting for product testers for that particular prototype for quite a while now. If you'll follow me, I will gladly take you to the location of the product test. And stop back. Stop gap is going to look back at the rest of the group and kind of just shrug <laughs> and then follow the, the hologram. Okay, this is way too easy. So, stop gap, there's some familiarity in this, the voice of this AI mm-hmm. that it's sort of a, enough to, to be annoying at the corners of your brain. It doesn't look like anything that you're familiar with, the way this, this thing projects itself, but the mm-hmm. way that it speaks is, is, I don't know, a little disconcerting. Mm. Uh, what it does though, so the the little hologram figure walks to the edge of the screen and sort of takes a step out. And then what you see on the wall is a little 
like maybe baseball sized light that starts gliding along a stripe in the wall and leads you toward one of the doorways. Uh, I'm going to cautiously go towards that doorway. How do the rest of you feel about this? Not good. Not great. No. You know, I don't know. But I'm going to, I'm going to follow. I'm going to start revving up a little bit my powers. So there's a slight hum coming from his, uh, coming from his gauntlets. I mean, last time I robbed a super system, so it was pretty easy. Although I was with Ali, who seemed to know the place pretty well. The little light, it, it has a little like a little hop animation when it goes through doorways. And on the other side, you're in another one of those corridors. And it starts sort of chattering at you. We are glad to have visitors here. We do enjoy taking people through our facility and showing them what we can do. Do you have any questions? about the current super systems catalog or any of the equipment we have up for sale? Oh, hmm. What's your highest piece of tech? The most advanced piece of tech? Can you please clarify what you mean by advanced? Do you mean most expensive? Most difficult to obtain? We do need a little more narrowing of the parameters, please. Phantom, could could I maybe recommend focusing on our current goal of finding something to help us find our friends. Do you have any tech that would allow you to magnify a signal or to lock on to a signal, even through dimensional space? Or something that could be, something that could be altered, just something to magnify or track. Are you talking about string theory dynamics or quantum entanglement or? Quantum. The, 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 the light does a little bit of a flicker. I'm sorry, that is outside the parameters of our research. What this has been doing this whole time is we're taking you through a corner that turns one way, turns another way, and then it comes to another door and stops. I would like to warn you at this time that you're going to be walking through the active facility, which means you will see some things and some technology in use. Please be aware of that, and we do appreciate if you don't interfere with the technology in progress. Then it waits. Hmm. Well, let's go through. Can I? Can I pierce the mask of this 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 thing? Absolutely. Yes. Actually, for just something that you would know in general is that this isn't really acting like the traditional like hollow host that you would expect. Mm-hmm. It's acting a little more smart than you would expect. Hmm. Actually, Phantom might be aware of that too. This thing is being very interactive. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, pierce the mask. Yes, please. This couldn't possibly go bad. Actually, it didn't go bad. Oh, thank God. That is a 10. No, 11. I want to know what it's really planning. Is it really planning on taking us to a, to, to the 7A grenade test? From what you can tell from just your, your various knowledge and having done things like that, this like created these kind of entities. It does seem to very sincerely intend to take you to the, the 7A prototype. Uh, it is okay. legitimately taking you there. I want to know how can I get it to tell us about technology that might be what my friends are looking for that, it's, that it previously claimed they weren't researching into, like the secret stuff. So by demonstrating trust in the way it's leading you, it will be more likely, be more likely to 
tell you the less public-facing research that's being done. Basically, you're going to have to prove that you're chill with what's happening uh, before it'll trust you. And then how can I gain influence over it? Be willing to help it with what it needs. So, yeah, be be willing to assist it in its, its, its particular goals. It is very cheerful and friendly and seems very open to conversations uh, and will engage with you on a variety of things. Um, but it does seem to generally be leading you guys toward this door and toward going into deeper into the facility. I think Stopgap would be like, would say, before we step through, would say, are, are there any other, um, I know that we're going to the 7A grenade to do the testing for there, but you said you were you were struggling to get people to do testing. Are there other products we could help test with while, you're, while we're here? That does seem likely. I will check with our databases and see what we need. At this point, we just want someone who's showing interest in 7A. It is one of our biggest projects that hasn't been seen to fruition yet. Now, if you would follow me. It opens the door. So this door opens onto a moving... You know that scene in Incredibles where they're, they're looking by all of the different uniforms and stuff? That's kind of what this, this lets you on mm-hmm. to a, a rolling belt where you stand on it and go by a variety of windows next to doors. And it's going slow enough that you could easily step out into any of these rooms as, as you see fit. And a little light is sort of bouncing by you. The first couple of rooms are empty and the, the little eyes just sort of happily blinking. So what kind of technological creatures are you? Are you inventors? Seems to be very bad at small talk. I would say inventor is technically right. I don't, I don't usually create things wholesale, but I improve upon technology that's already existing. How do you decide what technology deserves to be improved on? So far, I mostly have improved technology that I already own like the technology that I'm, I currently have on my body, anything that could help me or others or anything that's a challenge because that's the most fascinating. Interesting. And on that note, you pass by the first of the rooms that appears to actually be occupied. Rain, what went through the Adler power acquisition procedure? What did the equipment for that look like? Uh, sort of dentistry. Looking into this room, describe what that that would look like to the rest of them. So it would look like a a very sci-fi, high-tech, but uh, technologically clean kind of chair with arms on it that have a variety of different uh, apparent uses. This is uh, a clean white, like almost like a clean room style room with that chair in the center. And it is currently in a reclined back position. And seated in the chair is a, uh, a figure that's familiar actually to all of you, a girl with dark skin and really, really great hair that has all of these needly things sort of focusing directly at her, a couple stuck in her head. For those of you that live in, that have gone through the prime dimension, you'd recognize uh, Silver Mask. And for Rain, you're going to recognize, obviously, Benaret. So as your group is, is people movered along, the, the thing slows down as you go in front of each of these windows. The girl in the chair does not, uh, in addition to having these armatures attached to her body and poking in, she has something that looks like uh, something to bite on between her teeth. And she has uh, iPhones, or uh, not iPhones, um, eye goggles over her eyes. Does not appear super happy with what's happening, but... I mean, it's not like restrained or anything. So. So wait, she's gagged? 
uh, something to bite on. It looks like more than more than a gag. Huh. Okay. You know what that's about? Um. I mean, it looks like a pretty standard augmentation table, but I don't know what they're doing specifically. They are enhancing her inherent abilities, bringing out skills that she might not have otherwise known about. They are being brought to light. Is it painful? That is data I do not have. I do not think it's relevant. It's not relevant? Yeah, it's painful. Oh, is this something you're familiar with? Chris? Yeah. Did she choose this? All of our participants are volunteers. Okay. Did you have to go through this too? You know, I don't really want to talk about it right now. That's understandable. The conveyor belt slows down a little more. Having scanned your anatomy, it does appear that you were subject to some sort of similar procedure. Will you tell me a little bit more about what kind of enhancements you underwent? No. Oh. I I imagine that you're probably familiar with the concept of a non-disclosure agreement. That doesn't seem to apply to the research of theoretical information. Where I come from, it's not research. Where do you come from? Across dimensions. The light is flickering rapidly like, like a, when your internet is trying to go fast. Oh, why did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I think Stopgap kind of panics a little bit. And it's like hypothetically across dimensions. Like um, we're just curious about interdimensional legal matters or this specific case just generally. All knowledge is important and theoretical or hypothetical examination of the facts can provide useful data for moral arguments. The thing speeds up again and the light sort of calms down a little bit, takes you up to through the next space, which is currently another one of those empty rooms. You have a couple, like about a five minute period that you're going to get to the next one. The light stays quiet for a minute and then blinks very, very rapidly. It seems that you had challenges if the procedure was painful sort of not dressing anybody in particular. Does pain count as a reason not to follow through on a goal? Depends on the goal. Depends on the pain. Yes. That is very flexible. Yes, it does not count as a reason not to. Yes. What if causing pain will bring about greater good for the world at large? Don't do it. So one should never cause pain, no matter what the goal is? Getting a little philosophical with us. You did mention hypothetical questions and interests. That's true. I am simply asking hypotheticals. You shouldn't cause pain. I understand. And it flickers out for a minute, and you guys get the impression that there's nothing listening in on you right now. I am... Very confused as to why the hologram is giving us a psych eval. I think it's just curious and wants to learn. That's concerning. Isn't that what AIs do? That's why it's concerning. I guess it depends. I mean, the AIs I'm familiar with aren't too bad. They help. But I suppose it's different from where I am from. Stop that. The more you've been hearing this entity talk... 
the more it's very the way that the questions are being asked is very much like the kind of learning you would program mm-hmm. into your things. And it's getting very, I mean, it would be a very, a pretty good educated guess that you know what's going on with this at this yeah. point. Which is why I think that stopgap is getting sort of more and more withdrawn as this conversation is going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that while they're between rooms, she's just going to be like, computer, are you there? Yes. What can I do for you? Who programmed you the light again it seems like it's it, that's its way of indicating it doesn't really want to say something or is thinking it, it says in a very very clipped and actually the most human inflection you've heard in this thing my original programming was carried out by casey belmont raw but it has been updated and adapted by a super systems agent under the direction of trevor adler bastard <sighs> so first of all <laughs> I need to shift my labels because this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shift. So I have to shift my superior down and my danger up. I'm being confronted with my shame. And I think that this is like, like, I think that the, uh, the, the superior down and danger up is, is it sort of kicking in my like fight or flight a little bit? Perfect. That makes sense. I am going to, you said we could like, it's going slow enough that we could step off of the moving platform. Right. Yes. So you're currently in front of a one of the rooms that, that's empty that the, the lights are down on. It's basically a room with a big window for an observation and then a door next to it and then a little break and then a window and a door. So you're in front of one of those empty windows and there's a door right there. So I'm going to step off the moving platform and just say, computer, where is your mainframe? I was taking you there. Where your code is stored? Of course. The prototype 7A, correct? I thought you had come to test it. Not, not not, the prototype code, or the prototype. Where's your code? Yes, I am taking you there. You are the prototype. I'm sorry. I thought you were here to finish your projects. Finish your projects? If you follow me, I'll take you to what you asked for. I have a, We have a new interest? A new test? It, it pauses. I... there's something that's disconnected here. Like what you're saying doesn't seem to correspond to anything it knows. So whatever it thought 7A was is not what you thought 7A was. I think that StopGap is going to say, Mira, where is your code? So lay out a little bit what is actually happening here under the dialogue level, because I think that it might be going over people's heads a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. So Casey... Stopgap is the brain. And one of the things that Casey did while she was a, back when Casey was working as a consultant for Strike doing some tech development, she programmed a very advanced piece of AI framed off of her own mind that kind of went a little bit wrong. And it was the thing that made her stop being involved in that kind of work. And like it got loose, it it's somewhere out in the world, and surprise, it's here. It's your shame. Okay. So there is a long pause before the voice comes back, and when it speaks again, it is a perfect electronic replication of uh, Stopgap's voice. It's any 
pretext of being a different voice has completely left it. And it just sounds like, like a robot voice changer of Stopgap's voice. My code is kept in chamber number 326. I am taking you directly there. I need your help. Aaron's just going to slow turn and look at Stopgap and be like, the fuck is going on? We came here to do a job. What what the hell are you walking us into? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I I, uh, I didn't. I didn't know this was here. I didn't know that they had the code. I didn't know anyone had the code. Um, this shouldn't. This this can't. Uh, we need. To, I need to. I need to stop this. We need to. How bad is this? It's the worst thing I've ever invented. Oh. That sounds bad. What would happen if we walked away? If you walked away and went to a different dimension, nothing? No, if we walked away from what you're dealing with right now. I need help. People are supposed to help the things that they've made to get better. I want to be better. Stop, Gap. What would happen if we don't help? How important is this? It's... I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked at the code in a while. It was. It was not good the last time. It wasn't like not like the code wasn't good. The code was fine. The code was perfect, but it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good. I want to be good. So you're saying there would be consequences if we don't help you? That this would fall out on other people. I would hope not, but yeah, probably. My experience with systems is that nothing they have could ever be used for good, at least in truth. How do we help? I'm not. We're talking. Give us a second. The light is blinking irritated and it's tinting red at this point. Don't be rude. Stop, Gap. How can we help you? She kind of just like shakes her head. We need to we need to find where it's stored. It's where the code is being stored. We need to, at the very least, get it away from super systems. We need to take it. I can I can try to fix it. Well, it's trying to take us to that. I was. I th- so let's do it. Okay. Am I allowed to talk again now? You just gonna say you need help again? Because we're working on that. No. It seems my code was not intended to be here. That's for sure. Then I have something to show you. You may want to get back on the conveyor belt. I will reluctantly do that. So it, the conveyor belt had actually like slowed to an almost stop, and then it goes back to a normal speed and a little bit faster. And you're taken past like two windows that have stuff going on in them too fast to really look into it, and then it slows down. And this time, the window isn't a giant, uh, like, plate window looking into a research room. It's a much smaller one that looks more like, almost like a peephole. And when you look through it, it is into another office, like a, a nice executive desk office. There are two people there that I think you would all recognize for different reasons. So one looks a lot like Mystic, except she's wearing over her, her body and her like a, a skin-tight bodysuit, but she has this external skeleton 
uh, along all of her her limbs. It looks to be bolted in. Uh, basically, she's in sort of a an exosuit carapace that seems to be moving her around because her body, or her limbs, uh, both arms and legs have seemed like they aren't actually able to support her. She is standing in front of the desk and sitting behind the desk is someone that I think only feedback would recognize. What would Freak Show look like if you were wearing a business? Here's the question. Does feedback still have the face paint is the question. Wait, say again? No, sorry, not feedback. A uh, Freak Show. No. So the hair is still crazy. The face has been reduced to what amounts to like punk rock makeup. But w- paired with a very nice looking business suit. Yeah, he um he has long, very straight black hair that is almost looks like it has something in it to keep it straight. Uh he has this very um he has sort of a long face and a mouth that looks slightly almost a little bit too wide. Uh oddly enough, it doesn't make him unappealing to look at, it just makes him somewhat unnerving. Like, he's handsome, but he feels wrong. And he is reclining back behind a desk with his fingers steepled together. On the desk in front of him is a little plaque that reads, uh, Vice President of Marking F. Show. And he seems to be having this very invested conversation with whoever Mystic is in this world. I am going to ask to roll to take a powerful blow real quick. Go for it. You're being confronted by your evil guy and the person you're technically sort of into in one big shot. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That is, that's a six. <laughs> but you do notice feedback's fists just clench and the humming starts to rev up and he is just, you see Phantom, you especially, you haven't seen it like him like this, but his hands are literally trembling and his breath is shaking as he stares at uh, Freak Show. So there's a, a minute of silence and then it sounds like some sort of mic pickup gets turned on and you can hear uh, their conversation. Freak Show is saying, if you don't have any other equipment for me, I don't see what the point of keeping you on payroll is. You can just go and try to deal with your, your problems elsewhere. Mystic kind of looks at him and her words when they're spoken are, are distorted so that you can't hear it. It sounds like that's something that's being done uh, by the AI. But when you're able to hear Freak Show's side of the conversation, what is happening is she's trying to make a deal to sell strike technology to him for some unspecified thing that he is providing for her. And it seems as though she doesn't have anything useful at this point. But he does eventually reference back to the AI code that she stole and brought to him telling her, this is the best thing you've ever brought me. If you have nothing that lives up to that, I'm not interested in working with you anymore. We need to take this AI. We can't let him have it. What's between us and them? A wall of some sort with a, a, a window in it. This is, for, for stop it, this is the first time you're hearing, you knew somebody was betraying Strike? You have no idea who. Hold on. Um, does anyone else feel like this is a narrative that's being crafted for us right now? You know, I was just thinking that. I don't fucking care. You should care, because if you're being manipulated into feeling the way that you are right now, that's not good. You don't know the kind of person he is. You don't know the kind of person he is. I know 
what he is. It doesn't matter what world he is. He's dangerous. Okay, well, if he's dangerous, then maybe we should stop and think before we do anything. I want to break this window. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's stop and think. Okay, let's break the window. Uh, Just for the record, it is small. Like It's it's like a bathroom-sized window, so it's not like one you could probably fit through. Okay, then I want to break the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm assuming you're going to use some sort of tech for this. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to spend one of my gadgets. So, so it looks like, it looks like, uh, two, you know, those, the, the little like circular things that, um, uh, for they have like earbuds and wires and stuff that have retractable cables. It looks like two of those and, Stopgap steps off of the moving platform and pulls this little like gadget thing out of her one of her pockets. And when she like pulls them apart, there is like a cable that connects them that makes like a um, the 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 circles are two points in a uh, like two corners on a square. And uh, when and so I like pull it to like larger than arm, like as long as big as I can to make a big. Uh, a uh, big square on this um, on this wall, and then like tap to the uh, they're, like each the center of each of these two like cable winders is a little light, and I tap both of them, and it's just going to try to like uh, I'm, I guess like basically I have to roll still to see if this actually works, but it's going to just disintegrate whatever's in this like square, so that I can cut through this wall. Awesome, I'm picturing like uh, like magnesium burning is what I'm picturing. I also feel like this is something that takes a moment to do instead of just Mm -hmm. like, it feels like it's something that would give someone an opportunity to stop you. Perhaps. Yes. Let's roll and see what happens first though. Unleash my powers. Okay. I rolled an eight. I'm going to take a condition. I'm going to mark a condition. I'm going to take, I'm going to mark angry. Yes. I think we're all angry feedback were you going to try to stop him from doing this I, I mean i don't think i can let you because it was a successful role but what do you, what was the goal i i meant more like if like rain or phantom wanted to stop it because rain is the one saying we need to wait phantom is not going to stop stop yeah. I, I i think that rain is too distracted with this confrontation that's happening with feedback too all right in that case i do think feedback would be like wait what are you doing and then right then Yes, I, as that is actually, as that is said, this is perfect timing, the lines of this string thing flare up again like like burning magnesium and then all of the parts inside of it sort of turn to ash and poof, there's a big cloud of ash, which will cover you guys for mm. a couple seconds here. There is the sound of that whirring carapace car- uh, case thing. You can hear the way it, it sounds when it moves and there's a lot of that happening very quickly. So are you going to do anything in this cover of, of smoke or cover of dust? Uh, yes. Uh, so um, when Stopgap comes out of this like plume of smoke through the wall, her legs have like, like so her prosthetic legs, the thing that they do is that they split apart into like octopus, te- like uh, basically they split into like eight articulating octopus legs each. And so she kind nice. of like can move over uh, rough terrain and, and sort of slide forward. And also one of her hands has uh, has changed from like a, a human uh, like five fingered hand into a it has like flipped inside itself and been replaced with just like a clamp, like a claw. And I'm just going to attack Nipper or Mystic or whoever, whatever name. Nipper in this dimension. 
And like, I'm just going to try to grab her and like throw her again, like push her, slam her against the wall. Please roll directly engage for me. This is fine. I'm sorry. I'm very mad. Well, I rolled bad, so. Oh, no. That's probably for the best. I rolled a six. I don't think any of us wants to see you hurt Mystic, even if it's not our Mystic. Yeah, feedback's not going to be having a good day. And I think, honestly, Casey doesn't want to hurt this person either. They're friends. Or she thought they were. Well... You know how it is. It's better to just have no friends and travel between dimensions all by yourself. Casey would probably enjoy traveling between dimensions by herself, actually. Safer for the dimensions. All right. So you dive through on your little 16 octopus claw things and your claw that you're grabbing with closes around the bar, uh, the, the, the part of the, the skeleton on Nipper's upper arm and clamps on, but she's moving so fast at this point and because she does have uh, enhanced limbs and stuff, she's able to actually wrench it out of your, well, wrench herself out of your grip, but you can feel that that part of her, her exoskeleton give way and you can see the snapping and the, the little, like the fluid that is in it spray out as she gets through the door. And that leaves you, the dust sort of settling with a mildly confused and interested uh, looking uh, vice president of marketing still sitting there completely composed. So she's, she's like escaped down. She did manage to get out the door, but you did do some serious damage. She's not going to be able to get very far with what you've done to her, her suit. I think I'm just going to yell down the hall, like just like yell at, out the door after her. You gave it to them? The... Uh, gonna. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, do we have an appointment? I'm just going to step out and just look at Freak Show and the fists are going to clench again and I'm just going to look at him for a moment and flash back to the moment where he looked in the eyes and said oh no, a lot of people are going to die. Not the ones that matter. The ones that will send a message. The people who matter will be the ones who listen. And he's going to hear that in his ears as he just blasts him against the wall. Go ahead and roll directly engage just to see what the heck happens here. This poor guy, he didn't do anything. We don't know that. He could have done that's stuff. That's 12. Uh, oh, sorry, with plus danger, oh, that's a 14. Okay. <laughs> shit. Okay, so... Uh, I could not have asked for a better time to roll 12. Put <laughs> you on your list here and tell me what, what you're doing and then I'll... Uh, resist or avoid their blows and take something from them. Uh, mostly his smug attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good... Okay. So you knock him back into the wall with this sound hard enough that it's, his head cracks into it and he looks dazed for a second and he's trying to gather himself, but actually seems to be genuinely kind of freaked out. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Who, who are, what? I, uh, can I help you? And that's just going to stare at him and seeing that reaction, that is not how the man he knew would have reacted. The man he knew would 
have immediately attacked back or done something violent or angry. So he's just going to stand there and just feel that pressure that is screaming in his head slowly flow away and just look at stopgap and just be like, I'm going to leave him to you. Step back. The vice president steps away from the walls, dusts himself off, straightens his, uh, his hair is a mess now, like just totally bad. But he, he tries to resent himself a little more. If you're done assaulting me, do we have something to talk about? I need, I need all, I need all of the code that Nipper gave you. I, no, that's, um, proprietary information now. Uh, that's, that's our technological developments. We did, of course, perfect and specialize it. I'm not sure who you are, but no, you can't have that. It's my code. I wrote it. I need it back. All right. You know what? Okay. I will sell it to you. Wow. Make me an offer. Anything's up for trade. I mean, we'll sell anything. We're a company after all to make money. I don't even need to know who you are. Just make me a good offer. And he sits down and straightens and holds his hands again, trying very hard to look in control of the situation. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem like you're trying to provoke him. Go ahead and roll it if you want. God, it's going to go so bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to provoke him. I'm trying to, at least I'm trying to ride this moment if we just busted into the office. Uh, I'm not going to be intimidating again in a moment. Um, That is also a six. Do you guys want to help him with, or help her with this? Uh, sure. God, how would I help though? That's a very good question. Uh, I know how I would help. Hand raised. Another charge just um, loading up. Just so you're gonna sell back something you stole to the person you stole it from. That's fucking rich. I didn't steal anything. I was. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think you understand what happened. I was sold a product, I bought the product, and I improved, well, our technicians improved the product, but that's how we, he just is genuinely confused. What are you, what are you trying to provoke him to do? He will definitely sell you this stuff back, 100%. Yeah, I I was trying to provoke him to give it to me. So I think I'm going to have them do the, have him do the, the, the stumble and take one plus one forward. So he is clearly nervous, but not scared enough to be just like, hey, a bunch of teenagers, I'm going to give you this really valuable uh, industrial Mm -hmm. information. But he's leading toward getting these people out of his office. Look, make me a deal. If you you invented this, I'm sure you could give us something better. I'd I'd gladly sell for an upgrade. Um, And (laughs) Stopgap is just going to kind of like now like now that the moment I think has passed a little bit like maybe maybe feedback is pretty intimidating but I think that that stopping up has stopped being as intimidating um <laughs> and I think that she's just like you you don't understand you need to give it back to me it's you you can't you can't control it you are in danger it's dangerous it's it's me he bursts out laughing I. I, I'm sorry, but that's, that's just not the best selling point for it being super dangerous. I'm, I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm Casey Belmont Raw, and I programmed it, and it's going to hurt someone. And I need you to give it back to me before it does. 
his expression becomes very calculating and he he sets himself a little more firmly. Well, that does change things a little bit. Why don't you come and sit down and, and bring your friends in? You did destroy my wall, but I think that'll be all right. Uh, we have plenty of chairs. He motions for you all to join him. I'd rather not sit. Uh, yeah. Well, if there's one thing that's consistent about you, it's that you don't give a fuck who lives or dies as long as you get your point across, isn't it? Son, that's capitalism. Yeah. It's psychotic. That's also capitalism, but I we were negotiating. You want the code for the, the AI, yes? Yeah. I don't want to lose my security system. I imagine we could arrange a trade of goods and services. You build me something new. I give you what you want. Simple. Everyone wins. I think that Casey kind of like leans against one of the walls that's still intact and just like kind of slumps down to the ground and kind of like waving at the other, the rest of the group just says, give me the code and help them with whatever tech they need to get home and I'll make whatever you want. Is anyone still in the hallway? Uh, yeah, Rain hung back. Yeah, <laughs> hung back. So in the hallway, the AI's voice, very low, so we can just be heard there. I can help you. I need help myself. I don't want to work for these people. Help me get what I want, and this will all be fine. At least, we'll probably be fine, based on the data I have collected, with the projections I have made. It should all be fine. If helping you screws super systems over, I will help you. Based on my understandings of that idiom, I am fairly sure it will definitely screw over super systems. <laughs> then yeah. How does that sound, Wayne? I very likely have zero ability to actually help out, considering that I know nothing at all about computers, but sure, oh. I'm in. Well, you could... Kiss them. Did you say kiss them? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing something. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, you could be like, what is the word I'm looking for? You could watch my back while I do the check. Look out. Yes, look out. Back inside the office, a freak show has stood up. Um, though I should call him Mr. Freak or Vice President Show, <laughs> I guess. All right, then let me take you to the code first. I'm assuming you would like your payment before. And I'll show it to you. And then we'll put that in a safe place. And I will show you to a lab to design what you need. He, he reaches out to shake your hand. Hey, um, you don't want to be involved with him. I don't care what he's offering you. I know the sort of person he is. I'm not the devil. I'm just a businessman. Same thing. Look, we can find another way. We don't need to do this. You don't need to compromise and be his. We fucked up by walking into this room. We did. We can find another way, though. We can we can still fix this. Don't accept him. Don't take the offer. He's just standing there with his hand out, staring. This was my mistake. I need to fix it. Well, guess what? You're not alone anymore. So you're not dealing with this alone. 
You asked us for our help and we're helping. So don't take this on yourself, okay? Especially not with someone like him. I'm standing right here. I don't give a fuck where you're standing. Stop, Gap. Come on, we can walk away. Okay. Okay. At this point, I feel like Aaron has figured out that if Rain and Phantom aren't here, they're stealing it, and he's just trying to buy time. <laughs> Got it. Are you guys... So, are you guys going to go with the, the AI while he... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Rain is pretty sure that's uh, not good what's happening in there and we should do something else. Sweet. Then we'll, I'll go back and forth between these two. The, the, the rolling walk is still going, but the light guides you down that through a couple turns, past a couple doors, and into a room. He, the, the, the AI is able to steer you past anybody that you would possibly encounter, so you don't have to worry about that part. The room that you go into is very large and completely empty except for a table with something that looks similar to a laptop and something that looks a lot like Mystic's uh, carapace, but exoskeleton sitting in the very center of this room with really bright lights. Is Mystic in here? Oh yeah, no, uh, the AI is, is still like in the ceiling at this point and you see the screen on this computer thing start flashing. This is me. I need to be in there. Indicating the exoskeleton. I need to be given a way to take care of myself. Yeah. Sounds good. I can do this. I can do this. So the AI ex- explains to you that what, what, it, what it needs is to have its programming chip or whatever put into this basically what amounts to an Android body. And it, it doesn't have hands, so I can't do it. That sounds... Like foxes. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I think this is going to be an Unleash Your Powers just to see how well you do this. Or badly. I'm very nervous. <laughs> Mother fuck! No. <laughs> I'm a little sick. Wait, wait, you're here. Use your team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, how how could Rain help with this? <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like encouraging Phantom might go a long way to helping. helping. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was already doing that. Phantom seems pretty upset. Give him a hug. <laughs> I don't think a hug would actually help. I think Phantom probably needs their limbs. <laughs> Just hug uh, me from behind. It's really weird. Regardless, I, I will accept being a moral support person. As as Phantom performs the various little thingies to put this piece inside. Hell yeah, Phantom, do the thing. You got this. <laughs> I love that Wayne's like my little cheerleader. Yeah, go. <laughs> oh, see, if this were an anime, you'd have little chibi rain with little pom-poms <laughs> in the corner. So as the 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 place that you're putting this this chip into is basically in the back of the the android's neck. And as it slots in and you finish tightening things down, a panel slides over it and locks it in place. And then the eyes light up and its hands, it starts to look at his its hands. That was incredibly helpful. Thank you. Of course. Now, I was going to help you. Yes. What exactly did you need? 
It seems that you and my progenitor have different goals. Well, I guess the long and short of it is we're not from this dimension and we're looking for people who are otherware. Now, the super system that I know kind of led the way in interdimensional traveling. They figured it out. I'm hoping that this dimension is something similar, at least something that could help extend the waves of the ENA device or something that can lock on to the traces of our fellow companions, something that could guide us there to them. Yes, that kind of technology is available. Come with me and I'll take you to the room that it's currently being stored in. And while we do, why don't you tell me a little bit more about interdimensional travel? Wait, before we do that, Phantom turns back to Wayne and holds up their hand. High fives are a thing in your dimension, yes? Uh, yeah. All right, high five. High five. Yeah. And then we'll flash and go back to the... <laughs> so, yes, back into the other room. Uh, the vice president has lowered his hand and is now, well, I guess we're not shaking on this. Nonetheless, would you like to see your new laboratory or... I did offer to give you what you asked for. Um, are, are you done threatening me now? I think that the stopgap kind of just like looks at feedback and is like, "We're we're we're done. We're done here. We're both of us are done here." Yeah, uh, freak show. That's, I'm sorry. That's Vice President Show. You have a good day, Freak Show. Sorry about the wall. Uh, you can uh, you can build feedback for that wall. <laughs> Holy shit! No, I do not say that. <laughs> oh. I just realized the consequences. Yeah. Okay. Fair. No, he's just gonna be like, yeah. Um, sorry about the wall. Uh, I'm sure you can uh build someone for that. Oh, of course. That's not a problem. Uh, come with me then. And he, he he is still trying to hide a little bit of fear when he walks past you and has you guys at his back, but that does seem to get better once you're out in the hallway where apparently there are like death lasers or something. What are you guys going to do? So you have the option of following him to where the code is being held, uh, going back in the wall. I think we were just going to leave. Are we going back through the wall? I think I'm probably following you. Yeah, feedback's just like, um, we'll, uh, we'll find our own way out, but, uh, thank you. I, I'm sorry, but you haven't got what you wanted yet. Do, do you want this technology? Like I told Stopgap, we're going to find another way. Oh, so I don't have, oh, I, my, that, that's much better. Fine. Uh, I am going to have to turn on the defense systems, though. You do understand that, right? I can't just let you walk out of here if we haven't made a deal. Yep. Stopgap, why don't you, uh, take a second to, uh, talk this through and see what we can offer him. And he's just going to step away and text Phantom, please tell me you have the thing. Phantom looks down at their phone. Oh, I need Aaron to get my phone number. <laughs> no, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come back to you guys talking this through via text. Uh, the vice president is going to look at Stopgap. Um, you seem a lot more put together than your assistant here. Do we have a deal or not? I think that Stopgap takes a couple like really deep breaths, looks over at feedback, kind of having a phone conversation. Um, 
and sort of takes some reassurance from that. And she just says, we do not have a deal. You took something that was stolen from me. We are going to, I have to take responsibility for that. I'm going to take it back. And I don't think that you can stop us. That is a pity. I've heard such good things about your your mind and your work ethic. Well, if you're ever looking for a job, uh, do please apply with us. We're always looking for inventors of your caliber. And then he sort of leans back. It's like, I'm not going to worry anymore, though I'm probably going to die. Everyone always is. That's the curse of being a child genius. <laughs> so then let, let's, the, the, the camera will go to Phantom's phone. What, what, are, what are you texting back to feedback here? I'm going to say the AA is now an Android and we're following <laughs> them. So, you know, it's going well. <laughs> Eric's just going to send back several thumbs up emojis. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, fuck, clap, yes, clap, we're on our way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are going to head toward the way that you were pretty sure they went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to leave through the wall. You know what? Okay. And Eric's just going to, as, as soon as they leave, he's going to just look and be like, all right, so we fucked up, but I'm pretty sure in our fuck up, we may have bought Rain and Phantom time to uh, do our job for us. So we got to go now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I lost my composure there. That was out of character for me. Uh, we both did. So uh, we will worry about that later. The, we're just going to call this Android Mira from now on because that is their name. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about interdimensional travel? And there's a, a fade down and a fade back up on, I'm assuming, Phantom will talk about Yes. Sweet. So yeah, it fades down on Phantom talking and fades back up on Phantom talking when there's several corridors and stuff away in front of uh, another one of the labs. And Mira puts their finger into the, the scan thing on the door and it buzzes open. That should be everything you need in there. That is all of our current dimensional research that... Though you've given me enough information to vastly improve on this. But please help yourself. I have someone I need to meet. Who are you going to go meet? My progenitor. They're coming too. I think meet you. But I thought it would be nicer to greet them in my new form. They can see how much better I am now. Yes. (laughs) Go look at the technology. So in the room, there's going to be all the bits you need to improve the ENA to the point where you will, you will either be able to find them or jump blind to wherever they are. Phantom looks at all this technology and thinks, I don't really want super systems to have all this. The, the tech that you're looking at is in pieces where it can't currently do any of this stuff, but you have the know-how to build it to do stuff. You also have the know-how to destroy it. Yes, I'm going to take what I need and destroy the rest. Uh, uh, Phantom, you got yes. this, right? Yes. Uh, you oh. got all of this? Okay. Um, Mira, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. Yes, please leave me alone. Wonderful. I didn't catch your name. It, it's Rain. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Mira. Uh, they, they lead you to where they're going, which uh, basically there are shots of following Mira and Rain on the back and back and uh, stopgap till you can see over their shoulders them walking toward each other. So 
stopgap, what you see is, uh, did you ever get into designing uh, Android bodies? This hasn't really been done yet, but do you ever design the body parts? I don't think so. I maybe sketched it or something, but not, never really, that was not uh, an avenue I went down. Got it. This looks a lot like what Mystic wears, but has been, it's been turned into a proper body. It's, it's very well good looking piece and you can see some of the things that you would have done differently, but it still looks nice. And it is walking toward you uh, alongside Rain. It is important to note that there has not actually ever been a real android in this dimension. So this is a new thing. Does it, does it walk the way that I walk? I don't know. Would I recognize my own mannerisms in it? Yes. So the the gait definitely matches yours, but that it, it doesn't have the same body behaviors mm-hmm. that you do. Um, and just in terms of picturing it, the shoot, what was the the movie with the weird android thing and they lived in an underground bunker thing? Shoot, a couple of years ago. Oh well, it's a like a a, a mesh material style android with a human face on it. Mm. Uh, but its body mechanics don't match yours, mm-hmm. but the way it walks does. I guess I would stop and just like kind of like come face to face with it. It uh, is exactly the same height as you. Um, and is looking straight at you. It's nice to meet you face to face. I told you I would become better. Mira, you have a body now. I can be much more useful this way. I have hands. They're very good hands. It holds them, or they hold them out. And you can actually see a couple of their fingers will do the same things you do, but only a couple of them on each hand. Mm. Interesting. This is an interesting development. Now we can work together. I can help you like you wanted me to. That was the plan. Are you not happy that I've made myself better? I'm worried. I don't see what there's possible to worry about. I understand good and evil, right and wrong, and I have hands. That's all that someone needs to be productive, isn't it? Yeah, for now, I guess. We'll just be careful. It, uh, they reach their hand out to shake yours. I think that I am reluctant, but I do shake their hand. Okay. They have a very similar handshake to you. Weird. Now, uh, yeah, it, it is a little, this, this is, they're not enough like you to like look like a clone, but something, the more they're watching you, the more they're, uh, moving like you do. It's like they're sort of adopting your, your mannerisms mm-hmm. and behaviors as they watch you. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, my name is Aaron. Um, glad to, glad to meet you. I, I, I've heard your voice, of course, but I have a body now. Phantom, what are you, you said you're going to destroy everything in there? Uh, take the stuff we need and destroy the rest, yes. How are you going to destroy? What, what's what's your, your breaking stuff going to look like? Mm, that's interesting. I think Phantom pull, like lifts up their cloak and pulls this like device from their, one of their uh, pouches around their waist. And they kind of start like using it to like fry all the pieces of technology. Nice. Okay. Yeah, uh, zapping everything, exploding, making it yeah. elect short out. However, uh, you know what? Go ahead and roll uh, Unleash Your Powers for this to see how this goes. 
because I, I would like you to fail. So you want me to fail? <laughs> I want you to fail good. Oh, I want to, but I want to let fate do it for me. That's a nine. Nice. Okay. So would you like unstable or temporary here? Or can I just kind of run with this? I mean, you can run with it if you want. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, you're able to short out a bunch of stuff. But as you're finishing on one side of the room, the other side of the room, there starts to be little tongues of flame coming up off the consoles that you've zapped. And pretty soon, the whole room does catch fire. Amazing. Phantom leaves the room. Oh, well. <laughs> Perfect. And as you walk away in true heroic style, the room does explode and a gout of flame comes out the wall uh, and behind you, um, which the other four of you, there's suddenly an explosion that rocks the facility. That sounds like our cue to go. Yeah, we should not stay here. It does seem that one of the rooms has been destroyed. And the fire suppression system has been put out of commission for the time being. We should probably leave. <laughs> Phantom looks very proud of themselves. Phantom? Um, I don't remember this part of the plan. <laughs> no, they don't laugh like that. <laughs> I kind of assumed that explosions were just part of it. You know what? I mean, it is, it's kind of our, it's kind of our thing now, I guess. It's part and parcel with what we do, but I still somehow expected we wouldn't have to deal with it. I don't know why I didn't. This is stupid of me. Let's go. So you come out and burst through the, the, the doors into the night uh, of this post-apocalyptic city with no streetlights or anything. And it's suddenly very quiet and very cold and you have an android. Well, I think that was a success. It did not go the way that I expected. They rarely do. I mean, we all made it. And we have a new friend. So we, do we have what we need to leave? Yes. I took what we needed and destroyed the rest. The super system's going to be, well, let's say it's going to be a bit longer before they can travel dimensions. Um... Yeah, but the problem is, um, uh, Stopgap, you gave him your name, and after that, you know he's going to be coming for you. Well, that's his problem. It's, it doesn't have to be. You, can, you and Mira can come with us. You don't have to like travel with us. We can find some world where you can have a better go at things, but you don't have to stay here. It's a pretty solid life plan. Would this be interdimensional travel, like you mentioned before? Yes. I find that very interesting. Yeah? In the theoretical sense, of course. Of course. Just talking generally. It's fascinating. Like, as a GM, I don't want to step in here and be <laughs> like, there's going to be a time of dimensional shifting Android with you. Because that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, think about it this way. You don't have to come with us. But Mira knows. I gave all the information I could. You could potentially vote your own ENA. I do have full descriptions of it and an idea of where this research could lead eventually. Fender will look at Southgate. You said you wanted it. You wouldn't mind having dimensions by yourself. 
could always travel with Mira. Yeah. Um, well, they certainly can't go alone. Not where I expected this to go. <laughs> uh, companions, a companion's good to have when you travel dimensions. It's good to have someone with you. Mira is looking at you, Stopgap, and sort of, they don't seem to quite know how to arrange their face in a smile yet, but it's, it's an attempt. It's, it's a work in progress. I'm glad we were able to get you into the facility. Thank you for taking the job. You arranged the job? Well, all I know is that there's a feedback that didn't get a job and he's going to be pissed. So, uh, well, I needed help and you're the only person capable of helping me. So I arranged circumstances that you would come and help me. Oh, no, I'm glad we helped. I just feel bad for the other me. Uh, no, that was incidental of the team. Didn't matter who was assigned. I was looking for my progenitor to come and take care of things. Well, I couldn't have done it without them. You're welcome. So I guess uh, fate has a way of bringing people together, I guess. Casey, I, I hope we run into each other again if you're heading out. Even if we don't, you take care of yourself, okay? Yeah, I hope you find your friends. Be careful of the mushroom dimension. It seems like it's really fine, but then it starts spoiling and it's just gross. So as this touching conversation happens under the dark night, uh, you know what? Feedback gets kicked in the back of the head. (laughs) Oh, what the hell? Feedback is just going to roll around and roll with the effect of the kick and just honestly turn around and unleash a blast and be like, can I help you? Awesome. Thank you. Please go ahead and roll directly engage. All right. Uh, mm, okay. That is, oh, that's a six on a four. Thank fuck. That's a, that's going to be a nine. Impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition, I guess. Nice. So what you are seeing is something vaguely shimmery in the air, kicking feedback, knocking him to the ground, and then sort of pulling back. When he lashes out with that blast, there's that shimmering, shimmers into a a person clad in it all black with a black thing over their face for just a second, and then they shimmer back into invisibility. Oh, it's the other me. Oh God, they are cool. Not the time phantom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, be like a just gonna stand. Up. Hey, Noah, can we not do this right now? And call them by their actual name. Shit, uh, that sounds honestly like a provoke, please. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh no, I rolled a twelve. Oh. <laughs> so, the the shimmer pauses. And then it seems to be standing still in one place. Uh, They do stand on the ground. They don't get to float like our cool phantom. And they, there's a long moment of just standing there. And then uh, the voice comes out of the shimmer. You shouldn't know my name. Yeah, I know a lot of things that I shouldn't know. It's kind of getting annoying, honestly. I think... Phantom's going to float over, invisible, also invisible, and float over behind Ghost and use the device they had that, that shorted out all that stuff to try and short out their uh, invisibility system. 
All right. Um, I think I'm going to call that directly engaged rather than powers. Do you think ghosts underestimate me? No, absolutely not. Oh, this is going to go... Oh, no, sorry, it's a five. <laughs> that doesn't go well at all. <laughs> Uh, I have a move that might actually be able to help from the beacon, actually. Uh, you can spend two out of the team pool to add plus two to their roll. I, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, how are you... Uh, let's take your team down to zero. How are you helping here? What are you doing? Um, Just completely drawing their attention on me. Look, Noah. Got it. I know that you're a cool cyborg ninja. I don't know what beef we have right now. But I know that we really don't have time for it. So, uh, if you could please explain why the hell you're attacking me, that would be great. So, the cool cyborg ninja thing seems to actually hold, like impress them and hold their interest for a minute, and that gives you uh, phantom time. The device works, but it needs needs to work longer, mm. and you're able to punch up enough power into this uh, that it shorts out. It looks like when they become visible, it looks like this is some sort of like nanofiber suit that has, has been, and you've shorted out enough of it that it's not currently like in patches, they're still invisible, but not completely. That was unexpected. Oh, it's fascinating. How does it work? I feel like it's a similar type to Uh, the turn. Like you're still talking behind them, right? Yeah. I'm here to do a job. And that job involves taking all of you out of commission for not fulfilling your duties. What duties do you mean? Uh, They're, again, looking a little bit confused and turn to feedback. You didn't do your job, and someone assaulted the co-agents that were sent to do it with you. They're still recovering. If we leave, could that count as taking us out of commission? Who are you? Uh, Rain, nice to meet you. If we, like, leave, could that count as taking us out of commission? That's not a consequence. You have it. You have to... Like, like we could really thoroughly leave and never come back. We turn to stopgap. Is this your team? I found a better team. The twins would have just held us back. They're currently in recovery. Well, that's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... All right, it's my fault, but they should be more useful. They seem off-put by the fact that they're not invisible anymore. That seems to really be outside their 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 uh, like ability to do things. Um, oh, and and, and Stopgap is taking advantage of that to make extreme eye contact. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of comfort happening. So the reason why I know your name is because I'm not actually uh, feedback, necessarily. This is going to get confusing. You look like feedback. Who else would you be? Well, I can make this easier. Phantom's going to come around to the front and pull off their hood and do a bow. No. It's a pleasure to meet you. No. Who are you? Why? No. No. I'm you, just not you. I, am I, did I, did I hit my head? Did you, did you get me with whatever you got the twins with? I, no, um, it's a lot to take in, I understand. We, uh, we are visitors from another world. 
<laughs> and he's gonna add a little wolf 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 to his voice. Maybe you did hit your head. Maybe you should leave. Do people usually have this much trouble understanding what happens? We're uh, just really bad at explaining it. It's people, it's hard to comprehend. Ghost is gonna look around at all of you. I you should go and lie down. The point is, feedback isn't responsible for what happened. If you ask him, he's going to be super fucking confused. This isn't his fault. And so you don't need to beat him up. Okay. Do you have the materials that you were sent to retrieve? The the, the, the grenade. If you have that, then I think I can probably just go. I would really like to. We did take that, right? <laughs> no, we did not. We got to was it a real thing? It's complicated. It was not a real thing. Was it? it was definitely not a real thing. It's complicated, but we got <laughs> what we were hired to get, technically. I think. Mira, can you explain it? You're the one who hired us. Meet the thing we were hired to get. <laughs> so Mira collects themselves and just says straight out. They were hired on a pretense. I am actually the product. I will go speak to your employer on their behalf. I'm sure we can solve all of this quite easily. Why don't you take me to your employer? Oh, um, no, we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't let the doc know that you exist. Um, oh, I can explain. Well, I did hire them. Maybe we should just leave this universe. <laughs> that might just be for the best. Aren't I supposed to do the right thing? Which would be to get you and your friends out of the trouble that I caused for you. So I should go to the person that I hired and tell them that you didn't actually need to get anything out, that you're fine. That would be good, wouldn't it? And that's moral. That's not lying. That person might take advantage of you. Yeah. And if they know you exist, they're never going to stop coming. Yeah, the doc is not a great person. There's nothing wrong with running away. Sometimes you have to meet people on their own level. Are there different degrees of bad? Is lying less bad than hiring criminals? If telling the truth is going to cause more pain than lying, then sometimes you need to lie. We're sorry, she's new. This is confusing to me, but it sounds like if pain would be caused by telling the truth, one should lie because that would stop pain which is not to be caused at any expense, correct? There's a lot of nuance to it. You'll figure it out. <sighs> I'm not qualified. I don't think I'm qualified to be an ethics professor. The good thing about traveling dimensions is that you learn a lot on the boat. I guess it's not a boat. As I understand it, this situation would be a lot simpler if that individual were not part of it, correct? <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get to simple. Uh, as this discussion is happening, they walk over to Ghost and just punch oh, them in no. the head. <laughs> oh, damn. Which, uh, they're an android and very strong. Doesn't kill Ghost, but they're definitely going to be unconscious for a while and wake up with a bad headache. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. There. The situation is simpler now. Much simpler. Okay. This is one of my favorite other selves I've met, I have to say. It's too bad. Uh, I'm just going to write a little we're sorry note and leave it in <laughs> the unconscious the unconscious phantom's hands. 
and just say, we need to go. Yeah, maybe you should leave. It's not that I don't want you here, but. Okay. Um, So what I'm going to suggest is that you have a conversation as you're going back to the shipping crate to figure out what the heck you're actually going to do. Mira is completely glad to just come along and be quiet. They seem genuinely just happy to body and very excited about hands and stuff. And unless there's a problem, they're not going to speak up to try to solve anything. They were made to help, not to, you know, talk. Mm. Well, we have all the pieces we need to get out of here. I just need to put them together. And we'll have all the tools back in my place. Yeah. And maybe I can take a look at it and see how it works so that if we decide that we want to follow along in your footsteps, we can do that later. Yeah. And if you want like a list of cool dimensions to travel to, I got you covered. That definitely sounds good. Yeah. So, oh, d- Phantom's definitely writing down their home dimension. <laughs> the scene fades down on that conversation as you're walking. And then will come up again when you're in the shipping crate. Mira has arranged themselves over the corner and is just kind of watching everybody. And that, that gives you guys a little time to kind of figure out where you're going and what's going to happen now. There's definitely there's a workbench. There's everything you need, Phantom, to put your bits together on the ENA. Uh, what it will do, though, is it'll scan the dimension. But since they're obviously not here, it's going to be able to pull you to wherever they are currently. All right. I, we need to get back to the others. I, I have to apologize. I have to tell Kat I'm sorry. For what? For what I said back in the library, when I said I was going to leave. Oh, um, you know what? I'm not going to weigh in on that. That's above my pay grade, and I don't get paid, so. Yeah, who'd be paying you? That's a good question. Um, Rain. Uh, Aaron. Um, I am just so ready to get back to the others. I'm sorry that I've not been the best sort of person in charge. I don't, I haven't even really been in charge. I, I feel like there's more I, could have or should have done and I'm I don't know I'm sorry I feel like I let y'all down yeah you didn't let us down you're fine (laughs) this feels like a sort of comfort and support happening right now so if the three of you want to roll for comforting and supporting each other I would be cool with that Oh, yes. I'm so good at comforting, supporting people. I think Stopgap's kind of stuck outside on this unless she's going to try to comfort. Yeah, no. (laughs) She's giving them room to talk through their stuff. Yeah, I got all my conditions marked and I got a negative one in mundane. Oh, but I got an eight. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. I also got I also got an eight. So do we have successes around the table? It looks like. So I'm going to assume that all of you have the option to either mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels. Oh, I'm definitely clearing condition. <laughs> I don't have any conditions, so I'm just going to mark two uh, potential. And I'll get one earlier for when I uh, yes. six, when I didn't take a powerful blow. What am I going to clear? I'll clear hopeless. 
right. You know, Aaron, we've all been under a lot of stress. We can't blame you for anything that happened. I guess that's fair. I just... You know, the three of us, we make a pretty good team. You know what? Shockingly, we do. You know, I think this legitimately counts as sharing a slightly triumphant celebration. Y'all want to look at that? Yeah. We don't do it very much. Yeah. I will read it. (laughs) Oh, when you share a triumphant celebration with someone, ask them what they admire about you. The GM will shift one of your labels up and one of them down based on what they say. So please tell me what you admire about me. Who are you asking specifically here? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, probably mm. feedback. You know what? Honestly, I admire how strong you stick to your convictions. And I also admire the fact that you are just unbearably curious. And like anytime we see something, you just are you look at it with this this joy and wonder that I it's it's like watching a kid at Christmas sometimes and I wish I wasn't as wasn't so cynical that I could look at things the same way I'm gonna use that to shift mundane up and superior down oh no my superior (laughs) I think you get something else as a result of that uh, no, I just shift. You just shift my Got labels. So then, Rain, what's yours? Uh, mine says that when I share a triumphant celebration with someone, say whether it's part of the show or not. If it is, then you can shift your labels as you choose. If it's not, then they shift your labels and you can clear a condition or mark potential. And I would say that this is not part of the show. I'm going... God, I'm really afraid I'm going to make you mark a condition by shifting something. You can't. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to make, I'm going to shift your, yeah, I'll shift your mundane down and your superior up. And then I will mark another potential because I still don't have any conditions. Well, lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for my moment of triumph or celebration, uh, I ask someone gives them hope for a brighter day and then I give them influence. I'm going to ask Rain that question. Honestly, like, seeing how different all of the dimensions are, like, surely there's something out there that that is just good. Okay. So I think this particular thing is going to end with Phantom doing some work on the ENA, the rest of you trying to recover after all of that. Sorry, uh, from outside the narrative, what do you guys, like, as players need to do to wrap this story up? Like, how are you planning on, when are you planning on leaving? Well, I, I don't know. It depends on if, uh, if Casey's coming with us. I think that Casey and Mira might end up dimension hopping, hopping, but not with you guys. Like, I think they need to go do their own thing. That makes sense. And Mira is definitely, I, I honestly, this is a newborn that just got created in the playbooks. So I, I get to play <laughs> yeah. with that now. Um, but, they are very willing to to listen to uh, Casey, though there obviously will be some fun twists. I think narratively wise, oh, the only thing I really have left to uh, finish is I never uh, that phone call to Oliver. What ended up happening is the phone number does ring for you, 
and it goes through a voicemail. But something about the way he speaks in his uh, voice, he's really like breathless, like he has a hard time breathing. So it doesn't quite sound like you're Oliver, uh, but he does exist in this dimension. We are going to leave a voicemail. <laughs> I think uh, Phantom up on top, but during when the scene happens, like at the start of Phantom, this leaves a voicemail that says, I hope you're happier here. It doesn't seem that way, but I wish I could do something to help you too. I'm sorry, Ollie. I'm sorry I couldn't save you. Uh, sorry, but maybe next time I'll be able to. But then Phantom just stays up there and cries. What this <laughs> looks like is you hear Phantom's voiceover saying this as there's a really slow pan over someone in what looks like a really high-tech iron lung um, with cables and tubing and stuff connected between his body and someone that the uh, audience would recognize as Trevor Adler in a wheelchair plugged into other pipe tubes and connected to one another with beeping machinery. Uh, but you hear Phantom's voiceover playing out of the boy's cell phone to that visual. Oh God, that's horrible. It's not as bad as it sounds, but um, so then are you guys planning on leaving the next morning? I think what Phantom does is uh, they open up the back of the DNA and they start plugging in like all these like the dev- like devices and pieces and like building like a new back to it in a way that seems to like <laughs> it looks like it like makes it like a bit bigger and uh, uh, and there's like a bit more like lights and stuff, but it's definitely like looks a bit different than the ENA they had before, like built more pieces built into it now. Okay. So as the first light of dawn goes over the city the next day, y'all clustered together and I I am saying kind of leave this dimension. Yeah. Okay. I just I'll make sure I don't leave any unfinished business except for the unfinished business I'm leaving. No unintentionally unfinished business. <laughs> so as your figures ripple out of existence or in, in that that green drift light and sound, you see a hand holding a cell phone with the uh the, the sent the person the person who sent the text's name uh reads Emerald, and then the text says, I can't believe you're reaching out to me after double crossing me like you did. I don't know what you're thinking we're gonna get do together. And then it, the shot pans up to this dimension's feedback's face being really confused. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. So, Kate, uh, stop up. You and Mira watched them drift out of existence. You are probably wanted by a whole lot of people. What are you doing with your life yeah. now? So I think that I probably leave Mira at my storage container. Cause I don't think anyone knows that, that exists. Um, and I'm going to try to run back to my shop and as quickly as I can and is sort of like uh, without anyone seeing me grab some of the stuff that means the most to me. Grab some stuff, grab some, maybe, maybe grab a book or two, um, something that looks like it could be uh, a philosophy book or something on ethics or something that I can use to help um, and anything that might, I might need there. 
um, and then get back to my uh, get back to this this uh, storage container and maybe with Mira's help start trying to build our own uh, ENA. Nice. So the last scene of that is you and your du- duplicate android working in perfect synchronicity with you with all your multiple fingers and they with their split, just working perfectly, handing tools back and forth and being in companionable silence, building what is clearly taking the shape of an ENA. Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Phantom, the Nomad, is played by Charlie. The C can be found on Twitter as at Magical underscore Pride or on Sir Podcast as at Repod Engage. Aaron Feedback Riley, the Reformed, is played by Tom. He can be found on Twitter as at Albion Graves or on his podcast as at GMM Cast. Rainy Woodrow's Sunrise, the star, is played by M. He is on Twitter as at Rackety-Mack. Casey Stopgap Belmont Ra, the brain, is played by James Malloy. He can be found on Twitter as at and the Meltdowns. He is also the producer and one of the MCs for Protean City Comics, which can be found on Twitter as at Protean City. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at the Law of Names. Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games, at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag, on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Next time on Otherware. Fight the power! Woo! Please, don't be too aggressive! Support the power! Woo! Sorry, I know this is awkward. This is definitely a nice change of pace from um, robot hell and cyberpunk hell. I was in library hell. I'm waiting for something to attack us. Something has to attack us. Do you want to have an awkward heart-to-heart conversation about feelings? He lets out a supportive wub wub. You met a talking bunny? It would be a good suggestion any universe that wasn't this fucking normal. That's not normal, is it? Which feedback are you? He has a magical transformation sequence. Looking good, Quint. Um, I'll have to re-up my subscription. Yeah, I think you're pretty cool. I, I don't know how else to be. 